evening, everyone. This is Tala with Drive Through Therapy. Thank you guys so much for joining me tonight on another episode. And as always, I'm grateful for your support. Tonight is going to be a relief for many people. I hope you guys really take what I say in this current episode and make some changes that are really darn important. If you never listen to any episode, this is the episode I want people to listen to over and over and over again until they begin to feel the relief. And tonight is all about self-forgiveness. A lot of the times when people show up to therapy, they have been holding a resentment. Sometimes they verbalize that they're holding a resentment towards a person, a place, a situation, or an event. And all of it is not really the case. Because deep down inside, when we break this idea apart and into little pieces, we will find that underneath all those little pieces is a resentment towards the self, a feeling of anger towards the self. And this has a significant impact on the psyche and not to mention a significant impact on the physical body. And I want to make sure that tonight you guys hear enough to make you question what you're doing if you're holding a resentment with yourself and to start working on self-forgiveness. When we carry resentment or anger, and let's say it's, it's commonly used within us uh, all day long, because look, we're habitual humans. So when you have a resentment or anger, or we don't forgive somebody or ourselves deep down inside, it results in a physical manifestation known as stress or anger. Now, anger specifically is what I'm talking about. When we are angry, our physical self tenses up. So our muscles carry a rigid mode, like we're ready for fight or flight. When we're angry, we also produce chemicals, neurotransmitters known as catecholamine. And these catecholamines respond by releasing energy into your body and causing you to have this kind of uh, uh, burst of energy, heart accelerating, blood pressure rising, breathing rate increasing situation you got after we experience this. So that's what anger does. Now, prolonged anger, can you imagine what it does to the body? You know, we don't want to work our heart rate up all day long. We don't want to experience tension in our muscles all day long. We don't want our rate of breathing to increase all day long. But if we have had the habit of sitting with anger and not acknowledging it, not looking at it deeply, what's going to end up happening is that we just kind of experience all these physical responses, the stress response, and eventually it manifests into what we know as sicknesses, illnesses, diseases, produced by the impact of these chemicals and these physical responses on your organs and on your physical self. And again, I don't know how it manifests, but it usually does. People that are angry generally have more diseases or issues than people that are less angry or carrying a less of a resentment. Now, it also makes sense for me to tell you that let's say you do get sick 
anger or stress holding on to that resentment will cause you to stay sicker longer. <laughs> so it doesn't help you regenerate or heal, heal the body because the belief, the anger towards the self, the belief in itself is self-punishing. So it makes sense that people that are angry at themselves do not want good things for themselves. They suffer simply because of the belief system, not just because of the physical pain, right? So for example, if let's say I get hit with a disorder that uh, impacts my mobility, my ability to move around, a lot of the times that when I have a very angry relationship with myself, the first thing I would do is start getting angry at myself, wishing that I could do what I used to do. And then I start shaming myself and I might do a little bit of positive talk here and there, but I really don't sustain it. I'll just go back to what is normal for me. And what is normal has been practiced for a long time is this self-talk that's basically uh, angry at myself, you know, get up and move, you know, there's no flexibility with myself. There is no gentleness or kindness or compassion even for myself. So when resentment resides, when anger resides in the human being, it is definitely the first and the most important ingredient that sabotages your fun all day long, sabotages your well-being, your ability to want better and more for yourself, your ability to protect yourself, all because you do not forgive yourself. When we're mad at someone, it is common that we will hyper-focus at their flaws, We'll keep score of what they do and don't do. You know, if you're mad at a person at work, you'll look at them and everything is going to mean something to you whenever they do something or whenever they don't do something. And we're just going to keep playing that in our mind. If I am the one that I'm angry at and I hold a resentment towards or do not forgive, then I'm going to do exactly the same thing. I'm going to focus on my flaws, criticize myself all day, uh, sit in that suffering, but think it's normal. If this is normal, I believe it. We won't get ourselves out of it, but not without doing it intentionally, like we're going about to learn how to do today. Not forgiving myself took years in the making. So anybody who doesn't forgive themselves had years and years of reinforcing this belief that at one time was new and reinforced it, looked for it, affirmed it years and years and years over, talked to themselves about themselves and then just nasty, unkind way. And eventually they've accepted this reality. So if I don't forgive myself, I've worked on for, for years not to forgive myself or to keep myself in a state of guilt and shame. And in order for us to change this, we have to recognize and start detaching from this self-loathing or self-hatred, this lack of forgiveness the scorekeeping that we do, the self-criticizing that we do, we have to start detaching from those nasty feeling things, right? Instead of stepping into it like it's our reality, we need to start detaching from it, observing it, and making sure that we know, and we pointed out that it took years in the making of that, that's not really who I am, but it is something that I got to change. Self-forgiveness is a tricky thing. It's a tricky thing because people can forgive other people a lot easier than we can forgive ourselves. 
It's uh, ironic because I'm with myself all day long. I understand my intentions. I know that even if I messed up on something, I know that my intentions wasn't to hurt or harm someone, even if it did, right? But yet I will not validate myself. I will not reassure myself. Let's say I spent years not being a good parent and finally it clicks in that you know I, I needed to grow, I needed to mature and and I start to make changes. But if I continue to hold the scratch on myself that I was never a good parent, it becomes a problem because I just basically respond in a self-punishing way. And not only that, people around me are not <laughs> are not free in my perceptions. They have to relieve me uh, from my own lack of self-forgiveness. We don't really uh, treat others very nicely when we are not feeling good about ourselves. I assure you, hurt people hurt people. Now, where do we learn how to stay in a state of non-forgiveness when it comes to, or unforgiveness when it comes to ourselves? Well, this is where it comes from. And of course, that story can be modified to fit the person. Most parents or traditional thinking parents usually will parent by being the authority. I'm the authority figure and the child needs to follow what I say because I have more time on this earth, so I have more experience, and I know more about them than they do. And that thought process, that belief by a parent changes everything. It's pretty powerful because at this point, the child starts to not use their own inner gauge, not use their own emotions, their own feelings, their own intuition. They will start to transfer their vision and understanding, not to the self-understanding, but to the understanding of another person in order for them to uh, accept themselves or relieve themselves or whatever the case is. So for example, if my mom tells me to go do my homework and I go do my homework and I spend time on it, I'm doing it, I finish it, she comes and takes a look at it. And let's say her reaction is, uh, a little excessive. You don't know what you're doing. What is this? The, the mom starts attributing to the child certain characteristics that the child did not have, does not have or didn't intend. Like you're lazy. You just don't understand. You're not, you don't want to do the work. Rather than seeking to understand the kiddo, it's just the kiddo just judged. It's just judged, sometimes punished. And th- this is how this kid starts to learn about how they need to respond to themselves. We learn how to respond to ourselves through how our parents or adults around us treat us. And they're very, very powerful. That's how I start to mimic how I need to be talking to myself in a way. So if you've had an aggressive or abusive parents, you're going to have uh, an abusive interaction within or excessive or aggressive uh, within. You're going to have to kind of take a look at that and become more cognizant of what's sounding off in there. What, what, what is in your mind? What is the, who's talking in there? Whose belief system are we playing out in our mind? When we talk to ourselves, who do I sound like? That's what I want you to ask yourself. The child goes on to split from their own emotions. They split from their own emotions, their own wants and needs, their own self in a way where they can look at themselves deeply through an emotional perspective or emotional lens. They start to split from their own feelings because at this point, their feelings do not matter. What matters is pleasing the adult. 
the adult becomes a priority for the kiddo, unfortunately, with this type of parent. And then the kiddo separates or splits from their own feelings in order for them to survive. So they, they kind of become cold or detached towards themselves. And they only look at themselves as deeply as the adult is looking at them. So if the adult only sees them as the performer, right? They get good grades. They get praised for um, dressing well, cleaning the room. That's the only time that the, the kid gets praised, praised or the gets the kiddo gets acknowledged. Then that's that's what the child learns to perceive is important about themselves. So they're only looking at themselves in that superficial sense. They're not looking at themselves deeply anymore. So again, that splitting occurs, the child detaches from their emotions, they start becoming cold towards themselves, they have very little compassion for themselves, because unfortunately, the adults do not have compassion for their emotions. So the kid learns to separate from them, because it doesn't serve them during childhood. And that's what the kid has to do to survive. So we honor the child always. I say this on this uh, podcast, how we need to honor the child and what they had to do to survive. That's a okay with us. However, if this self-shaming, self-loathing, uh, self-distrust, I start distrusting my own intentions because I've been judged for a long time about my own intentions. So I start to believe what other people tell me about me instead of what I believe about me. I disconnect from that, right? I'm only believing what other people tell me about me. So if they don't look at me deeply, I'm only going to see myself at that level. I hope this makes sense. So now we have to start healing this, uh, friends, by looking at ourselves deeply. And what does that mean? What does that mean? Well, we're going to do the work that needs to correct what happened early on, where this kiddo detached from his own feelings. So he stopped seeing himself deeply. He stopped looking at himself uh, in an emotional sense, in a deep sense, in an intuitive sense. And we have to bring that warmth right back to him. We have to bring that compassion right back to him, that his feelings or her feelings do matter and that uh, her observations or his observations do matter. And they get to determine what they think about themselves. People no longer need to get to determine what I think about myself. I need people to stay out of that, right? When I'm healing this, I start to work on me on the inside, healing the way I talk to myself about myself all day long. Instead of seeking to judge myself, which is what people constantly do when they're not forgiving themselves, they tend to continuously put themselves in a place of agitation, irritability, and self-sabotage or self-destructive responses, all because of a simple thing, a simple thing called forgiveness towards the self. Again, we can readily do it to other people. We can forgive other people. But when it comes to ourselves, we have not practiced this very deep, very compassionate. And I mean, I cannot say compassionate enough. We need to be saying this over and over again. I need to apply compassion to myself. Most people will tell me, well, Tala, if I forgive myself, then I'm going to do it again. And I'm like, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. If you forgive yourself, you are allowed to trust yourself at that point that you will not do whatever it is that you did again. 
And if you do it again, you're still deserving of trust. And if you do it again, you're still deserving of trust. You're going to have to keep des- deserving of your own trust and self-forgiveness. You're going to have to build that relationship with yourself. And that requires getting to know yourself and n- narrating your past, your actions without judgment, but with understanding and compassion. I recently met with a, a, a person that had difficulty forgiving herself for past behaviors that she's done. And she really held a very strong grudge on herself. It took a while for her to understand in treatment that uh, she is to be trusted to heal this, that she, uh, she, she doesn't need to keep in shame and guilt in fear of her doing it again right? Because that belief in itself is like uh, something that is also learned. It's a learned belief, learned habit of if I forgive myself that I'm going to do it again, I, I need to stay in shame and guilt all day long in order for me to, you know, but that implies that I don't trust myself to fix it. And I need you to get that trust back with yourself by simply forgiving yourself. Well, People ask me how many times can I forgive myself? And I say a billion times, a gazillion times. Do it all day long. You benefit yourself and your well-being and the well-being of others when you are in a state of self-forgiveness, when you are in a state of humanity, because humanity acknowledges its imperfections. However, (laughs) neurotic behaviors and responses acknowledge that they are perfect. And listen, we don't want to go to neurosis. We're simply human. Human. I'm human. You're human. We're going to, we're going to mess this shit up. That's fine. We're going to mess it up a billion times. That's fine. But I, I trust myself to take myself along in this journey and make the corrections I need to correct. I'm giving myself permission to learn the lessons I need to learn from, uh, whatever consequences that get delivered and to change it next time and to keep changing it and to keep changing it. But in order for me to get better and keep moving forward, I must forgive myself all day long. I mean, I don't need a limit on how much I need to forgive myself. It needs to happen all darn day. Don't feel any guilt about it or shame. Feel free to forgive yourself in the moment and say, you know what? I'll do better next time. I I will do better next time. You keep saying I will do better next time because in fact, more than likely you've learned and you will do better next time. So please take the credit to learn give yourself space to learn the lessons that you need to learn. Don't hold yourself in a rigid box, inflexible box, thinking that you need to be a certain way and that you should have known back when you were, you know, 12 years old that, you know, your mom was an alcoholic and she needed your help. How could you have taken any responsibility for the past when you you didn't know what you know today? However, we're looking at ourselves, right? We're looking at ourselves to that version of us in the past, and we're judging them from where we're standing and what we know. However, that kid didn't know what we know today, so they don't deserve the judgment. The person yesterday, the version of me that was there yesterday, doesn't know what she knows today. I'm very lucky, I'm very lucky that I get to live every day trusting my intentions, 
trusting that I can get better and better and better every day, but it's through self-forgiveness and compassion and understanding of myself and my journey, rather than judging myself, really taking a look at those parts of us that we've chosen not to look at. We just simply call them out as judgment. I was a bad parent. I was a bad wife. I cheated on my ex. I, um, I didn't finish school. You know, I was a wild child to my mother in the teenage years. Any of these variations, any of these resentments we hold on ourselves and we just call, just, just say it as a judgment and never do anything with it. That's the resentment I'm talking about. We're walking around with, with a, an internal bomb that's, can explode at any time. And unfortunately it explodes and just blows everything around it to pieces. We're not meant to live this way. We are meant to self nourish, my friends. I always use the analogy of a plant. A plant is simple. It's a lot simpler than a human. And it nourishes itself, nourishes itself through the soil and through the light. And so imagine a plant that does not like itself. It will simply reject light. It's just say, I'm not worth the light. That same plant might reject the nourishment that comes from the soil. So if a plant starts to do that, it will wither away. It will die slowly and miserably. Not because the light isn't there and the soil isn't there. It's because it refuses to nourish itself. It refuses to heal itself with the light and forgiveness. That's a plant. We are human and much more complex, but it works the same way. If we do not nourish ourselves, if we do not stand in self-forgiveness all day long, then that's exactly, we're wither, we're dying a slow, miserable death. And if you think about it, all the premature deaths out there that happen from suicide are a, a, a strong resentment towards the self because that is the most violent act that can happen towards the self. So, you know, it is the most downright strongest hate towards oneself if I'm able to take my own life. Please, let's not get there. Let's not get there. But we can get better and we can move forward. That's all that's guaranteed, friends. I don't know if I'm going to go to heaven or hell. I don't know all these things. I don't pretend to know. The clues are right in front of me. And that is when I forgive myself, I feel better. When I receive forgiveness and I accept it, I feel tremendous. I am available to other people because I'm not sitting in my own mucky, muddy water in my head. I am able to pour pure water into other people's cups because I've got plenty on the inside. But when I don't forgive myself, then I can't give anybody anything. My cup isn't, is, is empty and I'm, I'm trying to pour into other people. It's just not going to happen, friends. It's not going to happen. So let's take self-forgiveness seriously. It is not going to feel familiar to us. But, but if we look at certain teachings that we've grown up with, whether it's Buddhism, biblical, we know that forgiveness is a big thing. I mean, if you think about it in the form of, uh, let's say in biblical literature, Jesus Christ was, uh, paying the debts of all humans. He paid the debts of all humans for their sins. So they don't have to penalize themselves in this lifetime. So forgiveness is already there, already there. The concept is to teach forgiveness is where you're standing. You don't got to do anything. You just got to start receiving it. And my favorite thing that I like to tell patients to do is to tell them to say their name and they say, I forgive you. So how it would work for me is say, Tala, I forgive you. Tala, I forgive you. All day long, I'm saying, Tala, I forgive you. Tala, I forgive you. And I really look at this deeply. 
when a nasty thought comes up about my past, when I'm starting to judge myself, when I'm starting to criticize myself, I'm going to look at it and say, Tala, I forgive you. And I need you to add that into everything that you do because we spent years adding this self-hate in everything that we do. So it goes without saying that this has to be in everything that you do. From the t- from the morning, you wake up, you wake up, the first thing you say, you say, Tala, I forgive you. Then you go make your coffee. I'm saying, Tala, I forgive you. You know, I'm, I'm going to take a shower. Tala, I forgive you. I'm every, I'm in everything that I do. And my forgiveness is in everything that I do. I need you to start accepting it and receiving it. Rehearse it so much that it becomes your new habit. And that's what, how we change. We don't stop any old thoughts or blah, blah, blah. We don't do that. But, but we live new habits. That's what we're going to do. And we replace these old habits with these new habits. That's our job today. That's how we change. Yeah. All day long, you guys, you say your name and you say, I forgive you. And you really imagine yourself with an innocent face. You can imagine yourself in a certain age where you have the most compassion for. If it's an eight-year-old version of you, you say, Tala, I forgive you. If it's a 13-year-old version of you, Tala, I forgive you. If it's a 25-year-old version of you, Tala, I forgive you. If it is a 35-year-old version of you, Tala, I forgive you. If it's a 65 year old version of you. Tala, I forgive you. And so on. And never ends, friends. You just keep forgiving yourself because it was already given to you. You never have to earn it or work for it. You just have to receive it and do better next time. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. I hope this brings you peace and that you stop fighting with yourself because you are built to nurture and nourish yourself. So let's go back to what we split from. Let's go back to our self-compassion and self-forgiveness. And I hope this finds you well wherever you're at. And I hope you start on this today, right now. You deserve it. You deserve it. And the people that you love around you deserve your self-forgiveness. Yeah, I love you guys. And I'm sending you love and light. And remember to receive self-forgiveness and just do better next time. This has been an episode of Drive Through.